Hey. Hi. Here's your reminder that you are worthy and capable exactly as you are in this moment. Really? There's nothing wrong with the core of you and who you are. I think you're right. If you want to be a hot girl, then you are a hot girl. I am? If you want to do Pilates, you can do Pilates. Yes, I can. And never let anyone tell you any differently. I won't. Let's start the show. Let's go. Hey, bad bees. Welcome back. In this episode, I want to talk about hormonal acne. I know that oftentimes if you're struggling with something like hormonal acne or any sort of chronic skin condition, advice and tips and things like that can get a bit overwhelming, especially when you feel like you've tried so many things already. So I just want to preface this by saying, I'm not here to give advice. I'm here to give you my experience and hopefully help you see um, yourself with a little bit more kindness and love and for you to feel a bit less alone as well. When I opened up about having hormonal acne recently on my page and, you know, some of the symptoms of PCOS as well, I had so many messages from people who are, who are going through a similar situation. And I think sometimes it's just really helpful to hear from someone uh, that they struggle with the same thing and that it can really be shitty sometimes straight up. Um, but I'm hoping I can give you a new perspective and just share a little bit about my experience with you. So ever since I was a little kid, I've always had skin issues. I'm probably not going to get into those in this episode. Um, I'm going to mainly focus on acne, which really didn't start for me until after high school. So like most people who had, who have hormonal acne, you probably had pretty decent skin as a teen, or I can assume, uh, maybe not, but that was definitely the case for me. Pretty decent skin. I had oily skin, blackheads, things like that, but I never had like cystic acne in high school. It was right around the time I stopped taking hormonal birth control, which was around, um, when I turned about 18. So I was taking hormonal birth control from about 15 to 18. And as soon as I came off, I started breaking out pretty severely. I had no clue what to do back then. Um, and I don't think I really did much of a treatment at all. I was using bare minerals makeup and trying to just cover it up. Um, and I remember it being really embarrassing and feeling kind of ashamed and gross about it, but it, it went away. And I wonder if anyone else can relate to this where it tends to come in these waves. Like you'll have really bad hormonal acne and cysts for a while, and then they just sort of disappear. You don't know if it's because of something you did or just time. And I think that was the case here. I think it was just a combination of time and maybe a slight change in lifestyle. But for a little while, my hormonal acne was at bay. Probably the most recent resurgence of my acne came during COVID. I had a lot of things pop up, some chronic pain and hormonal acne, and I wasn't sure if it was because of wearing masks or the stress of everything, but it was pretty intense and it was enough for me to go to a dermatologist and try to get some advice. I actually went to a walk-in clinic <laughs> and 
The person at the walk-in clinic was actually so helpful. She said, we're going to do two things. We're going to get you on um, a retinol topical and a uh, basically like an antibiotic on the skin, like a clindamycin. And also we're going to give you an oral antibiotic to start. So this tends to be the first treatment most doctors give you is oral antibiotics, which do help like breakouts as they're beginning. Um, but I liked how this doctor was at least having a game plan going forward after taking the oral antibiotic, right? I was also going to use these topicals. I had never used a retinol before. She recommended, I believe it was the Adapalene. It was an Adapalene gel. And I think you can buy that at CVS. Anyways, I ran out of that and I ended up having to go to my dermatologist and, and my skin was getting a little bit better. It still wasn't clear, but my dermatologist bumped me up to a 0.1% tretinoin. My skin was freaking out, y'all. Oh my gosh. I was in a group on Facebook um, of people going through similar things, which was helpful. And I was sharing my pictures. I was like, is this ever going to get better? Everyone's telling me it's just the purge. Like it's all the stuff coming to the surface. It's going to get better. Lo and behold, it did start to get better. And gosh, I remember this so clearly. I was so happy to have my skin being clear. I had a simple skincare routine and I was using, you know, the, the retinol and I shared a picture of my skin clear and and my before and after in this Facebook group and received so much support and kind words. But I remember one person messaging something like in the comments, well, I can't believe everyone is, is acting like her skin's not going to get bad again. And this is just the reality of the situation. And I remember thinking like, no, I'm not going to let my skin get bad again. Like, no, it's, it's healed. Well, that person was right. My skin got bad again. Um, and this time I wanted to try something different. I had heard of a medication called spironolactone, which I think was first prescribed for people with, um, is it low blood, high blood pressure? Yeah. High blood pressure. Again, please don't take this podcast as like any kind of medical advice. I'm just sharing my experience. So I remember going back to my dermatologist, my skin's getting worse again. I don't know what to do. I I haven't changed anything. She's like, well, we can put you back on oral antibiotics. And I'm like, seriously, again, I know people with acne, you can, you can relate to this. And this was recently, like um, maybe about a year ago or eight months ago, maybe. And, you know, I'm bad with timelines, (laughs) something like that. So I just mentioned to her, hey, I heard of this medication called spironolactone. I think first I asked if I could get on Accutane and she was like, no. (laughs) And y'all, I don't know. Sometimes I still think about going on Accutane, but I know that it's not a permanent solution, especially if your acne is hormonally caused. Okay. So at this point, I, I didn't know I had hormonal acne, but I had heard about that medication Spiro for short, that helps with your hormones. And that if you have a hormonal acne, it can help you. So I mentioned it to this doctor and instantly she goes, yeah, you can try it. I was like, okay, (laughs) I get a prescription. And this was a bad experience because I don't know who made a mistake. I don't know if it was my doctor's office, if it was the pharmacy, but the dosing on there was like triple what I was supposed to be taking. So I'm all excited to be on this medication. And 
my skin starts breaking out in hives. I remember getting itchy like around my waist and my thighs and I start to scratch and then it becomes swollen. And I was in really, I was in a bad position. I remember I was teaching privates and I was like itching myself and it just was so, it was a very uncomfortable situation. So uh, I contacted them. I'm like, I'm having this horrible reaction. Like, I think it was my immune system being like, Hey, chill out. What are you doing to us? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I contacted them. I told them what the dose was and they were like, Oh, you're taking too much. I was like, are you kidding me? I didn't even get an apology or anything. They just said, yeah, that's not the right amount. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that's what it said on the bottle. Anyways, once I took the right amount, the, the um, symptoms subsided. And I began like this long journey with the Spiro, which did definitely help my acne over those, you know, like eight to nine months that I was on it, but it never fully made it go away. Now you might be wondering, why did you stop taking Spiro? If you follow my story on Instagram, you know, it was working pretty well, but I did notice some negative side effects besides the side effects that I was aware of, you know, you can't get pregnant on this medication. And while I'm not actively trying to get pregnant, I would like to get pregnant in the next few years. The unfortunate thing about this medication is it only works while you're taking it. It was a drug I had to take every day. And I did notice because it affects your androgen receptors and a lot of your androgen receptors are responsible for things like Uh, muscle mass development, I started to lose muscle mass. I could tell in my own body and it became harder for me to build muscle. And I, I, that I didn't like, I had some other side effects that were, um, perhaps like a little bit more on the positive side. Like I remember my hair was getting thicker. I was feeling oddly enough, um, a bit more like sexual, like I was feeling more, um, desire, I guess you could say. And I think I was getting a bit more like my body started to feel a little bit more like my boobs were a little bit bigger anyways. So I did have some other symptoms going on. Um, but the thing that made me stop is I went to get my regular pap smear, which I've always had and I've never had any, you know, bad results or a callback. Well, this time I did. I had a call back from my doctor who said, Hey, you've got some ascus cells. You know, sometimes this is a precursor for cervical cancer or, um, was it cervical or ovarian? Anyway, as soon as I heard cancer, I kind of, I kind of blacked out, you know, uh, that freaked me out. And then she said, you know, it's also common in people with HPV, but you, we did a test for HPV. You don't have that. Um, so what we're going to do is you're just going to wait three years and we'll test again. Like they made it sound so scary. And then they kind of were like, yeah, this is, it's not bad enough to take any steps. So I was like confused. And I decided to do a little bit of digging on my own. And apparently ask his cells can show up after hormonal changes. And the only thing I had done to mess with my hormones was start taking Spiro. So I just cold turkey stopped taking it, y'all. I don't know if that's how you're supposed to do it. I think I kind of dwindled off. Like I started taking less and less, um, but then I just stopped taking it because I was freaked out by that pap smear. And it just was enough to 
make me feel concerned about taking that medication long term, even though other people have had great experiences with it. Um, but that was enough for me to be like, nope. Pretty much right away, my skin started getting inflamed really bad. I mean, it was like it painful cysts, washing my face is sore. And I'm kind of at the tail end of it now. I think of a bit of a hormonal like adjustment, which can take a few months, a few cycles. And I'm definitely kind of dealing with some of the repercussions of, of taking a hormonal birth control. My cycles have been a bit off and, um, you know, I think my hair started shedding more. Anyways, my life was also pretty stressful around that time (laughs) that I decided to stop taking it. So who knows? Um, but here's, here's what I want to leave y'all with after telling you my experience. And right now, you know, I'm just focusing on wearing sunscreen and a simple routine and keeping up with my tretinoin. And here's something I want you to think about, right? Because if we spend, I've told you about, I've been dealing with this since I was 18. I am now 31. That is 11 years. How much of your life Do you want to spend hating your skin when this is something that just for some people, I believe that this is just a skin type. I believe my skin is going to go through these phases and I'm, I think this is probably going to be something I'm dealing with for a long time. And it's so, I know how frustrating it is because you feel like teenagers are supposed to have acne. What are you doing as an adult with acne? And there's a lot of shame around it. Well, here, let me just tell you, I've never seen someone with acne and thought anything negative about them. If anything, I just feel like a sort of kinship with them. I'm like, oh, I get you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, there is one positive to having acne prone skin is that because you have more oily prone skin, you don't get as many wrinkles. So look at that. <laughs> but I I've decided to come to peace with having some acne. Like I don't want to be constantly fighting my body anymore or trying to put, you know, these hormones and taking extreme measures to change something that is just a part of my reality. I want to see what happens if I just decide to accept where I am right now and just kind of see where that takes me. And I hope that you can do something similar for yourself, whether you deal with acne or whether you deal with something else. It's, you don't have to love it. I don't think that's realistic, but perhaps you can just accept and stop trying to fight so hard, you know, especially when it's something that's just been in your body and something that is almost just seems natural to a certain point, right? It's like, well, geez, my body's been trying to do this for years and years. At some point, it feels like this is just what my skin wants to do, you know? (laughs) Don't get me wrong. If my skin woke up with clear skin tomorrow, I'd be so happy. But I'm just at a place where I'm I'm willing to accept. And I don't want to let this skin stop me from going out and experiencing life. And trust me, I know it's so hard. I do have moments when my skin is really bad where I'm like, yeah, I just want to stay inside. I don't want to go outside today. 
So if you felt like that too, you're not alone. We are in this thing together, okay? And you don't have to be perfect. Let's not let the perfectionism that you have in other areas of your life start to creep into things like your skin and all these things that we don't have that much control over, okay? You are enough and you're worthy of love right now. Just want to remind you of that. Thanks for listening to my acne story. (laughs) It actually feels great to get that all out there and just hopefully help someone going through something similar. And I love y'all. Keep standing tall and proud. You so got this. You're a bad bitch. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I would love to connect with you on social media, on Instagram or TikTok. You can find me at Ruth Pilates Studio, all one word. If you'd like to try out any of my classes, on-demand programs, and challenges, and join this community of bad bees across the globe, you can sign up today for a seven-day free trial. Just check out the show notes for the details. And lastly, remember to stand so tall and proud. Can't wait to talk to you next.